Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I sure appreciate you sticking with us during the show. In our neighborhood spotlight, Royal Lakes and Flowery Branch will be featured if you live in that area, Gainesville, or any of the other areas. You want to stay tuned because what's happening in that neighborhood might mirror what's happening in yours. And multiple offers seem to be the norm. So as a seller, are you prepared? And double-pane windows, are they worth the cost? Let's jump right into our neighborhood spotlight. If you listen every week, you know we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes to help you understand as a homeowner in that neighborhood what type of an advantage you might have when it comes to selling your home. With This week, we have picked, picked Royal Lakes and Flowery Branch. If you are 985 North to exit 16, go east on Highway 53. Royal Lakes Golf and Country Club is on the left. You Sloan Mill Road to enter the neighborhood. Average sales price of a home in 2019 when 14 homes, 14 of the 330 homes sold uh, was 429558 Took 116 days. Listen to that, Atlanta. You're probably driving off the road. You can't imagine it would take 116 days because it doesn't take that long anymore. Those 14 homes took 116 days to sell on average. The sales prices ranged from 300000 up to 620000 Sales price to list price ratio, 95.2%, which means home sellers negotiated a discount of 4.8% before going under contract with the buyer. In 2020, there were 20 homes that sold. In a neighborhood that size, we would typically expect there to be 20 to 25 homes sold. We'd expect there to be about a 7% turnover rate, so higher than 2019. Average days on the market, 139. That is more by the tune of uh, 116, 23 uh, more than 2019 average sales price 461,910, which ranged from a low of 355 to a high of 640. Sales price to list price ratio 96.8 percent in 2021. Only 12 homes sold took 44 days. That is a far cry below the 140 days, 130 days that it took in 2019. Average sales price 550,000, which is about 90,000 dollar increase over 2020's price, which is about a $30,000 increase over 2019's price. That's a big deal. Low price in the neighborhood, $450,000. High price, $649,000 in 2021. Sales price to list price ratio, 98.2%, which means sellers had to discount their property 1.8% in order to entice a buyer to go into contract with them. There are currently three homes available for sale in the neighborhood. Since there was 12 sales in the last 365 days, that means there's three months' worth of inventory. That means it is a seller's market. It is at the high end of a seller's market. We believe that less than four months' worth of inventory is a seller's market. Four and five months' worth of inventory is balanced. Over five months' worth of inventory is a buyer's market. It kind of makes sense that it would have been a balanced or a high seller's market, almost a balanced market for all of 2021 because it took 44 days for the average home to go under contract. 330 homes plus or minus in the neighborhood have equ have had equity increase from 2012 to 2021 of $75 million. Average sales price of a home in the neighborhood in 2012, $322,788. In 2021, $550,075. The elementary school is uh, Chicopee. Middle school is South Hall, and the high school is Johnson. If you are interested in schools in an area where you're looking to live in Metro Atlanta and want to be careful with the school's effect on home values, you need a school chimp report. How do you get one? Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on School Chimp, put in a little information. It will give you a proprietary score for that school. It'll be an A, a B, a C, a D, an F. You'll understand when you see the ratings. It'll also allow you to compare that school to the average of all high schools in Metro Atlanta 
or that particular school to another particular school in Metro Atlanta. And it'll give you all the demographic information you're looking for, the percentage of homeowners versus renters, the educational attainment of parents, household income, all the stuff that you might be interested in before you pull the trigger and buy a home in a certain area. How do you navigate Atlanta, a market where multiple offers are the new norm? And um, if you ask me, Cleve, are multiple offers increasing or decreasing? Uh, the re, the, what I would say to you is that the number of multiple offers is increasing right now. Now, inventory is going up. You heard me say that during the first segment of the show. There's more inventory on the market at the end of February this year than there was at the end of February last year. But it seems like buyers are going somewhat crazy. Uh, you know, already know the home, the number of homes available for sale is low. But what does it mean for you as a uh, buyer and as a seller uh, in a bidding war situation? Basically, you got to do everything you can on the buyer side to get ahead of the competition. You got to remove contingencies. You got to offer as much earnest money as you possibly can. Uh, you got to make it as strong as possible. In many cases, we have our clients uh, go through a third-party firm that turns their financed offer into an all-cash offer, which makes it where they can compete with people. They're not on a level playing ground anymore. Their offer looks superior to other offers. From the buyer side, you got to know your numbers. You got to be ready to move fast. You got to make a really strong offer. And as a bottom line, you really need to follow your agent's recommendations. As a seller, a couple of tips that I would give you would be if you're in a multiple offer situation, time, be acting quickly is not your friend. So if you have five people that want to buy your home and they all expect an offer immediately, you might want to, as a seller, delay giving a response for two or three days because if any of those five buyers decide they're going to run away because you're not responding quickly, well, the odds are they probably were not the right buyer for the house anyway. When you have multiple offers, you can either reject all of the offers and ask them to improve their offers. You can um, ask for highest and best. You can also ask for highest and best and give them specific minimums, meaning the minimum price is this, and the closing date's got to be this, and the closing attorney's got to be this, and the closing cost has got to be that. You can do that as a seller. And one of the things that we see a lot of people doing in today's world, a lot of sellers doing in today's world, is they actually um, pick one offer. So you got five offers. Uh, they pick the one that they think is the best qualified. And in many cases, they'll try to negotiate exclusively with that offer, trying to come to terms that sort of meet the best of all five. So if one of the offers is most of the offers had 5,000 earnest money and one had 25,000, they might ask for that. If if, if one of the offers had no due diligence, no financing, no appraisal contingency, they might very well ask for that. So I see sellers that will pick and choose elements of all of the offers to ask one buyer to compete with that. I can't tell you, by the way, what you should do in your specific situation, but I can tell you that I recommend you have um, a, a, a great real estate professional, one who has lots of experience. You say, what does that mean? Somebody who sells more than 30 or 40 homes a year, you need to sell a lot of homes in order to have sort of seen there, uh, seen it, done it all, been there. Uh, our team sells 120, 130, 150, sometimes as many as 200 homes a year. So we have a lot of experience in um, helping people navigate difficult situations. Over the last five years, sellers have received uh, anywhere from 2.1 up to four offers. In January of 2018, the average seller received 2.1 offers on their home, which is great, better than normal markets. In January of 20. 22, the average home seller throughout the United States received 3.9 offers. So sellers are getting twice as many offers today as they were five short years ago.
Would it surprise you to know that double-pane windows were introduced commercially in the 1950s, but they didn't become common in homes until the 1970s? They're now standard for both new construction and replacement windows. But if you recently, for example, purchased an older home and the windows had not been replaced, would you be angry at the previous owner for not going ahead and spending the money to replace them? Would you be resentful that you now have to take on that task, maybe if that's what you want to do? we got a listener question. This is from Beth in Monroe. We have owned our home since the 1960s. It's a ranch. We've owned it for a few years, and we know we have single-pane windows. Our utility bills seem to keep rising. I can relate. I do have some double-pane windows in my home, but most of them are single-pane. We know the cost of gas and electricity has gone up, but the cost to replace the single-pane windows seems outrageous as well. How do they work, and are they really worth the cost? Well, Double-pane windows are designed to create energy efficiency. One of the most effective ways to reduce energy consumption in a home year-round is to install double-pane windows. We install double-pane windows across the lower level of the back of our house, so the main level of the house, not the basement, not the upstairs. And it made a big difference, but the easiest way to decrease your energy consumption is to install those double-pane windows. In addition to being energy efficient, they also reduce noise coming from the outside. That is a huge plus. Sometimes I don't like the noise coming through my windows. 1947, the Pittsburgh Plate Glass Company introduced double-pane glass windows. Before this, people just installed storm windows. I don't know if you remember your parents installing storm windows when you were a kid. Double-pane windows work fairly simply. The space between the two panes of glass is filled with a dense, non-toxic gas that decreases and slows the transfer of energy. Argon gas is the most commonly used one, but krypton sounds like kryptonite from Superman, which is denser than argon, is even more energy efficient. To reduce the need for air conditioning, low-E coatings are applied to the exterior pane to reflect outside heat and solar energy. This tinted glass reduces glare from the sun and stops heat from entering the windows. The advantage is double-pane windows can lower your utility bills and make it easier to maintain comfortable room temperatures when outside weather conditions are changing. Like over the last couple of weeks, they... The echo-friendly double-pane windows also prevent condensation or moisture from forming on the outside of the windows. I always thought that was on the inside of the windows. Oh, it is. Moisture on the inside of the windows and block outside noise. Overall, the savings you realize on heating and cooling costs should more than return your initial installation costs. Plus, double-pane windows add value to homes when it comes time to sell. The U-value, and these are a couple things you're going to want to look at. If you're considering replacing your windows, the U-value or heat value is the measure of the effectiveness of the window. The lower the U-value, the lower the U-value, the better. Another measure is the R-value. You probably recognize that because all insulation has an R-value. And R-value is the heat resistance value. Single-pane windows, listen to this, score an R-value of 0.85. Double-pane ones range from 2.7 to 3.6 over time argon gas so you know can leak at a rate of one percent per year leaks or compromised vapor locks and seals can develop fortunately there are window specialists who can repair window frames and insert new gas to correct these problems now i will probably sell my home sometime in the next two to three years i don't know that i will replace all my windows to sell a home because in today's market i'm not sure that it matters to many buyers, whether it has single-pane or double-pane windows. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next six months, call us, 770-497-0000. Let us take you through our seller confidence plan so you know all of your options before you sell. You've been listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so you can make better decisions when buying or selling homes in Metro Atlanta, in Georgia, and throughout the United States. We appreciate you joining us. I hope you have a great week, Atlanta. We'll see you next Saturday, 9 a.m., right here 